Hello and welcome to the Sheffield Digital Podcast. I'm Ian Broom and I'm joined by Mel Carrick, director, but not Chris, not Chris No, Diamond. Chris, no, you just have to put up with me today. It's entirely my own scheduling fault that he's not here. I don't think he knows this, but this is the first one. As far as I can tell, this is the first one that he's missed. He's the only person not to have missed a, an episode so far. Really? He almost made it to 50. He's going to be cross now when he listens to that. Does this mean we can say lots of nasty things about him behind his back? No more than you would do if he was here now. <laughs> Not that I would ever do such a thing. Uh, that voice that you can also hear there, that's not Chris. That's the voice of uh, our guest today, Phil Parkin, director at Content OD, an award-winning content agency based at Park Hill. Apart from learning more about what they do, we'll be finding out about the changes that they're making to become more sustainable in a time of climate crisis, which I think may be overdramatic. We've just discussed that, but I've decided to say it anyway because I think it sounds very exciting and should whet your appetite and your whistle. Before we get going, we need to say thank you to Curious Arts. We are uh, in their podcasting studio again. Uh, very much appreciated. And, um, and and here we go. Thanks for joining us, Phil. Absolute pleasure. It's great to be here. Thanks for inviting. You're very welcome. Um, before we ask you about Content OD, the company, and I guess the sustainability stuff, it'd be great to hear about you and your own journey, how you got to here, all that kind of thing. Ooh, all about me. And um, and kind of how Content OD came about and, yes. then, and then what you do. Okay. Well, I'll start with me, my um, favourite subject. Um, so I, in terms of work, I started my kind of work journey, um, actually in America, in Pennsylvania, I did an internship out there in uh, TV commercials and advertising, marketing. And, um, when I returned to, uh, I was out there at, at um, at school, uh, doing a master's out there and playing, playing soccer. Um, <laughs> so this is, this is going back almost, well, 20 years now. Gosh, that makes me feel old. You're, you're Sheffield born, though, aren't you? Sheffield born and bred. Yep, I'm proud. And um, and educated at uh, Sheffield Hallam. So it was um, a brief stint in the States. Uh, but, but that is relevant because it kind of gave me my first taste of of marketing, really, and, and of uh, video and film production, which when I returned, uh, that's where I started in documentary filmmaking. So I uh, worked for a... Uh, independent production company in Sheffield, uh, which made documentaries about North Korea for BBC4, which were was very exciting. Very Did you interesting. get to go to North Korea? I never went, oh. unfortunately. So I was kind of the... You should go, I've heard it's there. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was office based and like desk research production assistant. Um, and um, it was... It was a fascinating. It was, it was a fascinating topic to be kind of working around. I think I think we did like three, or um, the uh, production company did about three different documentaries. Um, one based around uh, football, the nineteen sixty six World Cup team, uh, through to some U.S. defectors that that ended up living out there from the sixties, uh, defected over the DMZ, and. Um, one about their mass games, uh, which is kind of a, 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 a mass dance extravaganza, which was just visually stunning to, to see. Um, but out of the back of that, I then became an independent produ- um, production company myself, went freelance, did um, video produ- set up doing video and film production, uh, made some short films, documentaries for BBC, uh, for Discovery Channel and Channel 4, and then embarked on um, a full-length feature documentary all about beer, 
Called, Good topic. Yes, called beer tickers. So uh, we followed um, followed some. Uh, I call them characters because they are very much characters um, uh, around the country as they uh, sort out new beers to drink and tick. And uh, it was it was all part of the kind of craft beer real ale revolution. Uh, but that was that was fascinating, and, and we got that onto um, onto the online streaming channels um, and. Uh, onto UK TV, but that kind of started what what has led us through as a business now to to um, more of a I suppose social media video focused company because we we started. Um, my wife was in journalism at the time, and then she ended up fast forwarding uh, a few years. She uh, set up content on demand, which was all about giving uh, brands. Uh, uh, content to go online she worked at the press association previously and we ended up working together more and more that we said we may as well just merge the businesses so so content od became uh, our merged businesses where we specialized in in content marketing and that brings us really up to today where we um we we create uh, campaigns marketing campaigns or assets or um usually video or social media uh, for uh, brands and businesses and organisations, and we've we've worked with um, some s- uh, s- from small regional businesses um, through to large kind of home builders with Strata Homes, who are uh, regional but but um, uh, based in Doncaster, um, but have uh, lots and lots of houses uh, each year that they build. Through to working with Facebook uh, in the US through to working with um, Graham, a plumber's merchant, um, more recently with the Good Things Foundation, doing things, uh, we've done stuff for the government independently as well, with National Crime Agency. So the best thing about our, or my job, is that we get to work with such a diverse range of, of businesses and organisations. So, yeah, that uh, kind of brings us up to today, where we are where, where we are in Sheffield at Park Hill now. So how many of you are there in Content Odina? So there's there's six staff members and um, there's Anna and uh, myself are the managing directors. Um, then we have a head of video, a head of digital, uh, a support team. And then we use, uh, we have a, a, a freelance model uh, subcontracting in uh, specialists where we need them, whether it's in um, crew, crewing up for video or whether we need uh, copywriters or assistance usually with our own internal marketing some people um, that I know help us with that um, very good um, so um, so yeah so we, we definitely draw on the, the skills in Sheffield that's that's one of the things that we're, we're we're very proud to be from Sheffield and hence why we've now rooted ourselves permanently at Park Hill so um, yeah it's 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 a it's a Sheffield team um, one of the things that you, uh, you're doing at the moment then is this sustainability drive, if you can call it a drive. I yes. Ha- I happen to uh, have some in- an inside scoop on this because I've s- spoken to you about it before. Um, and I think it's really interesting what you're, what you're planning to do. Ever since you kind of explained to me uh, your plans, it's been kind yeah. of ticking over in my head. Yeah. Um, how other companies will probably be doing similar sorts of things. If not now, then, you know, <laughs> certainly in the, the future. Um but I thought about I thought about um, I thought it'd be interesting to find out the why first. So maybe if you explain kind of the things that you are doing, just yeah. a couple of examples. Yeah. But then also why do it? Because you are quite yeah. a quite a um, 
uh, on the smaller end of a small to medium business, use yeah. the freelance model, as yeah. you said. So I guess I wonder if that makes making sort of big changes easier. Uh, but also, I think the fact that you've you've all already established that your own carbon footprint is actually pretty small yes. as a company. Yeah, which so is a nice surprise. Yeah, and you so you could easily just go, oh, well, we don't need to bother about it. Yeah, but you've chosen to not. You you chosen right. to to bother about it. Yes. Well, I think I, I mean that. This all really comes from Anna, my wife, business partner, um, really inspiring us to to take action, but also from the staff as well. This is the, this is something that the staff talk about a lot. It's um, it's been we've been talking about this as a group for for a good while, several several months, and kind of I think it all just really came to a crescendo where we just said, you know what, we can talk about all this. Well, but actually it's action that matters. So we're in a fortunate position that we are a small agency. We have the ability to be quite reactive, to make decisions quickly, um, but also to, to test and learn. It's something that we talk to clients a lot about, test and learn projects. And so we, we uh, in coming to the end of 2019, we just decided... Um, that we were going to take positive action or at least try to take positive action and use it as a way of, of learning. So we'll review at the end of Q1 what changes we've made and whether they've worked or not. And these are not just things that um, uh, uh, we've done on a whim. They are, they've been planned. We've thought about them. We've discussed them as a team and everybody seems to have got behind them. So the story was you've been talking as a as a team in the company about climate change about the issues that we've got about the need to try and do something did you identify some specific things that you wanted to address or was it yeah. just more general than that so s- specifically the inspiration came from uh, anna outside of work is, is she's taking action she's part of um uh, sheffield green parents group uh, which I think started maybe last year, the start of last year, but she's then started up with um, some other amazing uh, mums and uh, an initiative called Kids Plant Trees. So the idea of they've only just started this, but they've already planted over, I think, 1,500 trees in the last couple of weeks. Wow. And the idea is that you get your kids along um, and come and plant some trees. And and they've got various partners helping them with that. And hopefully this year they'll, they'll plant thousands of trees. So it's really been motivated and preempted by Anna taking action. And we've kind of gone, yes, gung-ho, let's follow Anna's lead. Go, Anna. Uh, and she's she's really, really pushed this. But um, it, but everybody has really embraced that. And it's, 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 it's what we found. And we did a, um, a, a business, we got a business sustainability expert in, to, specialist in to come and help us basically look at our carbon footprint uh, as a business, but also put forward a bit of a business case as well, because th- after all, that's what we are. We're a business and we have to justify any changes. We have to discuss them. We have to agree them. And uh, out of that came um, the three Ps, which are um, people, uh, the planet, profitability. So there's a real business case for us doing this as well. And this is part of, part of the the journey that we're going to go on uh, the the. Uh, the curious nature of what these changes are going to make. And, and it is, as Ian mentioned, we are quite low in our carbon output, but I think we can be better. And already the staff have mentioned, you know, this the, the analysis has been done on our business, but they're saying, 
oh, but what could we do personally? Because there's little things like doesn't it doesn't take into account your journey to work because that's classed as a personal thing, uh, personal responsibility. But they're all saying, well, let's look at, let's find out what ours is and let's see if we can reduce that as well. So everybody's really embraced it and it's it's been really good. And it, I think the the Ian, you asked about some of the things that we've done. One of the main things is that we're we're um, well, I've been saying closing the office, but we're not closing. We're turning off and we're shutting the office on a Wednesday afternoon from 12.30. People still work, but they have the flexibility now to either go and work elsewhere. Um, they go, uh, they can go home. They can uh, focus on different types of work that they might not necessarily uh, feel is good to do in the office. So we're kind of testing this. This will be, again, reviewed in, in Q1. The idea is that hopefully the carbon output will go down for the office itself but also for the staff we're hoping and for us that it'll be increased um, productivity and i would hope the staff's well-being as well would 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 be um, improved so we're really excited about that and it's it's, it feels like we've kind of gone in feet first with it but it kind of made sense to be honest to do it so when you had your expert in and they looked at your business and calculated your carbon footprint for you, were there any particular things they identified that to you were like, oh, right, we hadn't really thought about that. What could we do about that? Yeah, there, there, were, there were. There were a lot of um, what we called quick wins and small things that we could do. And it's, it's, just, it's just the little things like making sure we use rechargeable batteries or, or printing black and white by default or um, double-sided and little things like that. And then the big thing that they highlighted to us was actually was vehicles travel because we're, yeah. as a production, um, a video uh, production com- company, um, so, well, that side of the business, obviously we have to hire vans, equipment, et cetera, to get there, crew have to get there. So that's that's something that we're going to work on. And, and already what surprised us is that, so we hire vans, for example, from uh, rental companies, none of them that we can find offer electric vehicles. So we're going to start a conversation with them, hopefully, about that, asking mm. why. And again, it's small things, but hopefully these are going to um, start to, to make an impact, I hope. There's also, um, you. I think it's a coincidence that you're redecorating and doing up the office at the same yes, time. Yes, it's it is. Partly a coincidence, but yeah. you, you've chosen to, um, rather than buy lots of new stuff, Yes, you've sourced equipment yep. fridges come uh, technology yep. that, uh, or as a policy technology from now on buying refurbished stuff and yes. things that have been secondhand that kind yep. of thing so yeah that that was something that i always did previously with computers i'd always look at as we use apple um and i always looked at refurb just because somebody told me to do it previously in a previous show, so I followed the lead and it made made sense at the time. Continue to do that, and it's really extending that out to other things. So it, the office refresh now is we're trying to make sure that we're we're looking at flooring at the moment. It's looking at kind of uh, better material. We're looking. At, it's just switched us on to all these other things, which yeah. is which has been a, a real learning curve, but actually makes you feel like you you know you are being more responsible and and again it's the small changes that are, that we think are really going to make an impact so that's interesting it's like because you started paying attention to it 
a lot more things become apparent to you that perhaps you would have just let you would have passed you by before yeah definitely definitely and 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 there's a kind of long short and long-term relevance to all this and that is that um from a business standpoint we're hoping that this will actually almost translate across to clients um prospective clients as well so I always say the most satisfying thing about about work is when you when you collaborate and you work with like-minded people and you kind of something comes out of that relationship beyond the work as well and and it's it's I can see how this will lend into that and that's something that Anna and the team are very passionate about is making sure that this this really um permeates through the business the sustainability stuff starts to permeate right through the business in all all, all areas really so it's it's going to be a big learning curve for us i think yeah uh, what impact do you think it'll actually have i'll just put my sort of slightly cynical hat yeah. on for a second devil's advocate yeah uh, do you think it will have a, an impact on the company do you think it will have an impact on i guess the team and are you going to solve the climate crisis? I don't think we can we can't lay that on you, but uh, there are different levels to it all, isn't? Yeah, there, you know, because it has to. This is it. All sounds great, but you have to, like you, like you said, it's a business, so you have to think about the actual impact it'll yes. have, like positive and negative. So, if working on Wednesday, uh, if uh, working elsewhere on a Wednesday afternoon, so if you see productivity dive, yeah, then you could argue that great saving the planet, etc. But yeah, you know, that's that's potentially a problem. Yeah, it for me it moves on the conversation, and that's important. It's it's if if we fail miserably, then we've got a story to tell, and hopefully that'll that'll then teach other people what not to do. Mm-hmm. So um, I can only I, I can only see good things coming out of the, it as a process, um, and we're going to be honest and transparent about what happens and how it happens. And I feel that that we've we've got a good team that we can do that, and we can be quite honest yeah i think it's interesting ian says are you going to solve the climate crisis i think you've got to ask you've got to ask the question (laughs) who's going to solve the climate crisis but it it is about all of us just taking whatever steps we can isn't it and you get that um, build up of small things that become something bigger and it's it's about behavior change and awareness as well so just when you're at work being more aware of things like i've left that switched on or i don't need to print this in color just those sorts of things it's those small changes that eventually are going to accumulate and create the difference isn't it yeah i i think so it's i I wrote down in my notes uh we can't control brexit that's clear (laughs) 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 but (laughs) we can plant more trees and that's that uh, and uh, the staff want to do that and we've said let's make sure that everybody plants at least a tree this year or comes to the event and already i think three three of them have done it yeah so it's it's again small things but they'll, they'll all add up and hopefully getting com- creating conversation around it as well is, is gonna hopefully pass out of our doors as well in terms of company culture my experience has always been it's the small things that have really mattered like I've had, mm. I've had significant bonuses. Well, I've had one significant bonus, <laughs> <laughs> but it was really significant. And I remember at the time thinking, is this a good idea? Because that <laughs> seems like a lot of money to give 50 people. 
and uh, it turns out it was a bad idea um, <laughs> but it meant far less to me at the time great but it meant far less to me than all the like the the, the small things that used to be great about um, yeah. working in agencies that yeah. mm-hmm. uh, that built up friendships and and uh, and kind of teamwork and and flexibility and all, and all that kind of thing mm. the, the big gestures mean a lot they're kind of great but they mean yeah. less I think to a member of staff a pool table we talked about this before the pool table comes up again yeah. <laughs> let's have a pool table big gesture I mean that's great but I'd rather you know have the f- flexibility to pop home and see my newborn yeah. baby every now and again yeah it's um so I think you I think yeah in terms of a company culture it seems to make I, I can understand how if, if particularly people are behind it from the start that, that it just gradually just becomes normal mm-hmm. and how mm-hmm. that could be a benefit mm. I, th- I think that's a really key point that you were making about what matters in company culture. And I was talking to our friends at Benchmark Recruitment um, and they were talking about how they're still having conversations with companies about what really matters to employees and why people stay and why people leave. So I think showing that as a company you do care about the environment and you want to encourage everyone in the company to take what steps they can, that says a lot about what that company feels about people and the world in general and I think that's important but you said Phil I mean your team is small and your company is small do you think the sorts of things you're doing are transferable to larger organizations yes absolutely I mean why not if, if we can do it as a, a, a I mean all 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 I see there is kind of bureaucratic kind of political obstacles that are placed by people that can actually make changes yeah be brutally honest <laughs> no, well that that's great because I, I agree with you yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's I think it's too easy to say that oh we we could never do that on our scale well you can mm. you can you can buy rechargeable batteries when you do the next order or somebody can and somebody can tell them to do that yeah I think is that if you own a company, you, you can also do anything. That's the thing. It's, you just can. It's your yeah. company. You yeah. can do anything. Ultimately, yeah, again, company culture, everyone's pals. But ultimately, there's a person in charge. Yeah. And if they want to you know, close the office on a Wednesday afternoon, they can do. They can also open it again if it's an absolute disaster two months later. Mm. No one's going to... Ha- people have to come to work because <laughs> someone's in charge. So yeah. I, think, I, I do think that it's uh, this idea that decisions have to be final... Um, is is something we need to f- forget about and, yeah. and and leave behind. Does Park Hill make a difference? Because you, you're up at Park Hill, lots yeah. of concrete I've heard. Um, does that cause any particular challenge? Well, I guess what's it like being at Park Hill anyway? But and and why did you want to be there? But also, does that bring any challenges with this stuff? Park Hill at the moment is a work in progress. Still, if I'm honest, it's it's a great place to to be for location. Um, next to the train station, there's a lot of development happening, and the 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 est- let's call it the estate, the actual flats themselves, the community there will benefit from this the phase two and phase three. I think due to kind of finish this uh, phase three, I think is due to to have students in it at the end of this year or, or for September term. Uh, that would be great. Uh, phase two, I think, is set for the year after 2021. Um, bring in a little bit more kind of uh, leisure and um, commercial commercial to to those two phases is going to be key I think uh, to to make it a place that people want to go 
mm. um, a place that people will talk about going to and taking people, their friends and family there. Um, there's a lot of work to do around it still. Were you one of the first businesses in there when it opened? We or were. When, 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 the, when the phase one opened? We the the first people in, I think, were Uber agency and Human. Yeah. And I think they were in probably twenty early twenty fifteen. We we moved in in twenty sixteen. Uh, I think it was July twenty sixteen, and we'd kind of bought it six months earlier. So we were, we were one of the first, but we would def- they were they'd been in for about two years, I think. So through all the the building and development and stories of having to go and sit in the car to do calls and things like that because of the the racket yes you um i worked up there for a bit with you me i've obviously been in your office lots of times we there's uh can studios there is airship yeah as warp uh, films warp yeah Mm. you're right on the end yes but even so do you feel like there is a um that the 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 area itself that all of those businesses does it feel like a like a little mini tech cluster i don't know what the word is but Mm. like a because it, it is, yeah. but I don't think yeah, really yeah. talks about it. As yeah. And yeah. The, the Park Hill as being like a real sort of centre for tech companies in the in the yeah. city. Do you feel like you're part I've of a gang? Or I definitely feel we definitely feel part of something. Yeah, uh, but it feels very early in its in, it, in its in its journey. Mm. Um, I, I love that actually we're in so early because I feel like we're going to be part of a story. And as you know, Ian, we love telling stories at Content LD. So. Um, it's in our DNA, so um, I'm excited. I mean, one of one of the first things that I do when uh, somebody new comes into the office is I'll give them a tour, and then I hand them a book. Uh, it's park about all about Park Hill and Hyde um, High Park Flats, and and then I'll sit there for probably five minutes boring them with pictures of oh look this pub used to be here and this is when they knocked it down and this is why they built it. So it's it's got a, it's got a, a rich story behind it, and I, I'm really excited about what the next chapter's going to be so um hopefully it'll be um um and sustainable and um exciting chapter indeed i feel that feels like the end of a podcast that it does that was a, that was a really good <laughs> you've done this before strap line at the end yeah <laughs> uh thanks phil that was great thank good, you good luck with it all Thank you very much. It's, uh, yeah, we should get you to come back and tell us, you know, like in yes, a I'd few months' to. time about how it's gone and how much carbon you've saved and all those kinds of that. things. That would be really interesting. That'd be great. We'll get Anna next time as well. Good stuff. Um, if you want to subscribe to the Sheffield Digital Podcast, always a sensible thing to do. You can do it twice if you want. Get another. Do it somewhere else. Wherever you do it, <laughs> do wherever you do it now. Just do it. Please again put our else. numbers up. Yeah. <laughs> Don't do that. It's totally pointless. <laughs> Um, you can do that in Apple Podcasts or whichever app you prefer, prefer to use. Uh, you can do that in Overcast, for example, in iOS, Pocket Casts, Android, and various other places. Find out more at sheffield.digital slash podcast. You can spread the word, leave a review, and um, and uh, we'll see you next time. In fact, we're going to record right now, Mel, aren't we? We are. <laughs> it's going to be episode 50 next. Woo! I know. Oh my goodness, a milestone. I know, Chris isn't here. <laughs> That's it. Until next time. <laughs>